How are you, man? man? I'm so good. good. It takes you. it takes a pandemic to get a to get a call from Brian Hollins, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good to see you, man. Dude, man, I like that brick wall. You live in that East Coast. No, we're, we're trying. We're trying. Um, <laughs> for people for people joining, uh, Artina Arbshahi, uh, Vice President at Wonderco. Uh, before Wonderco, uh, helped launch a firm called Fika Ventures. Um, prior to investing, uh, also helped launch uh, Built in LA, uh, worked at Techstar Chicago, um, has sit on a couple different regional boards. Um, so, you know, the nation's uh, largest small business lender um, called the Opportunity Fund and is also on the board of his alma mater at University of Arizona. Um, frequent contributor, as I know, to, to Forbes and TechCrunch and Business Insider and a variety of other platforms. Um, and, and my favorite uh, little know-how, uh, he's a Moonlight Slam poet. Um, so for those that, that are interested in, in learning a little more about that, oh, we probably, probably won't have time to get into it here, but um, really, really appreciate you uh, jumping on, man. Um, would love to Dude, just yeah. start off Thanks with- for having me. You know what? What have uh, what have the last you know few days looked like? What What do you think the next few weeks will look like? Would love to just get your yeah, yeah. Uh, you know your perspective on on COVID nineteen so far. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, thanks for thanks for having me and thanks for doing this. Um, it it is like this is a great example of what the last few days have looked like. Is it's amazing. Um, humans are incredibly resilient uh, and incredibly adaptive. And so the fact that like, you know, within a few days, things like this are already popping up. And um, I'm having, I have a friend doing for her birthday, just from over her Zoom um, for her birthday party instead. And her, her boyfriend is a, is a DJ who's gonna do live set. And like, it's gonna be like hundreds of people just like zoomed in. So um, that, you know, these things are examples of, of how this like new normal right now is shaping out. So. Um, for me, it's, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I'm at home. Uh, I've been home, you know, a lot. Uh, you know, I, I, am in the camp of like really aggressively trying to not leave. Um, I, I kind of maybe I've gone on a walk and I take a couple calls here and there, um, you know, uh, outside. Um, but I'm, I'm in an apartment building. And so, you know, social distance is tough to have if you're not in your actual space. And so, um, but you know, the last week or two, it's just been wild. So today is uh, what today's March nineteenth, um, and I I've been working from home pretty aggressively for about ten days. Um, I, I'm in LA just for context, and so you know we went on official shutdown um, or sorry shutdown is not the right term. We went on kind of um, restaurants are doing takeout only and things like that. Um, I think it was I want to say it was on Monday, uh, maybe it was Sunday, so three four days ago. Um, but I actually have, so there's two things that have been interesting for me. One is my older brother uh, lives in New York um, and he's, uh, and he actually spent January um, uh, working uh, in Italy, um, preparing on a cruise ship, actually. He's an actor and his show was preparing to, to launch something on his cruise ship. So, so long story short, my brother has been talking to me about this thing since, since the beginning of the year. Um, and so I've been pretty like privy to everything going on um, for, for quite some time. And then the second thing that's been really interesting is that I actually had a cold about two weeks ago, um, a little more than two weeks ago. Um, and it wasn't symptomatic of coronavirus, um, but I still was kind of just mindful of everything going on. And so I yeah. stayed home and uh, I had a fever for just like one day, uh, but I stayed home for like five days. So long story short, I think everyone has been kind of worked from home for about a week. 
Um, and I'm kind of in this weird like two and a half weeks now yeah. because like I was actually sick. There was one or two days where it was normal. And yeah. then it was like, yo, we're all staying home. Like this is the yeah. move. Stay home yeah. if you can stay home. And so um, I, I would be lying if I didn't say I was, you know, stir crazy. I, I'm very much an extrovert. Um, I, I love people. That's why I like the business that I'm in. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, the day to day is just like stay home, stay home yeah. as long, as much as you can. If you're let's, a privileged, let's talk a little bit about um, <laughs> you're you're a big mental health advocate. You know, I know you've done a lot of that stuff in the past. Um, you know, what what do you think is going to be the the transgression of of people over? You know, uh, frankly, a lot of people are not two weeks in. Some some people are a day or two in. And so as as people get used to it, and and maybe this is you know, a month, two months, however out you want to go, you know, what are some of the best practices or things that you think will be important for people to get used to? Yeah, no, it's a great question, man. Um, and, and yeah, you know, uh, we'll talk, we'll talk for now kind of within the, within the, 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 the ecosystem of people who are, are able to, you know, work from home, right? Like we're, we're obviously talking about this in our, in our realm, uh, in a position of, of immense kind of privilege, being able to just sure. sit home. Um, you know, I saw a meme, that I loved going around, which was something like your grandparents were asked to, to go to war yeah. and you're being asked to sit on your couch, like do it. Um, yep. And, yep. and I totally feel that. But so on the mental health side, like, I, yeah, so I, I, I've, um, I've struggled with depression in the past. Um, I think everyone's kind of on a spectrum of mental health. Um, I think that I, I, I feel personally uh, fortunate that, that I'm somewhere in the middle of the spectrum uh, where I've had some of my own issues, but um, nothing that's kind of been debilitating um, or, or needed to be kind of clinically treated in a meaningful way. And so I talk a lot about it just because I think that people think of mental health and they think it's like this, the, you know, terrible thing that you should never talk about. And it's like uh, taboo and all that stuff. And I'm like, yo, mental health is a spectrum. Like you have sure. mental health. I have mental health. We all have yeah. it. So um, I think that this mode is just people are going to uh, go through phases. Right. And I think like the first few days is kind of just like, a, oh, this is, this is kind of cool. It's crazy. Like I kind of just like stay home now. Yeah. And like, um, and that there's, you know, there's a lot of people like, Oh, I'm watching, you know, what shows should I watch? And something. And like, I think that's all real and, and, and great um, in the beginning. Uh, but then I think you kind of get to this, this state of like, you know, you go stir crazy, like people, humans are social and we, we need social interaction. And, and as much as the, the video based stuff helps, it, it's still not the same. Right. Um, you forget like, Hey, getting a hug is really nice like when was the last time you guys got a hug right like we're not like six feet you know yeah. even from your like no hugging right and so um i think that that after a few days those things start to take place um and you go a little stir crazy and and so for me um i've found that putting in routine uh has been has been really valuable i found that it's okay to shift what your routine used to be um in this new world so for me I'm like, I grew up as a night owl, like college, I was always up really late, and I would sleep in a little bit. Sorry. And then in my working environment, you know, I would shifted that where I would try to go to bed, you know, at like 11 or 12, and I'd be up at like seven, you know, try to start my day at 830, nine or whatever. Um, and, and what's happened to me over the last few weeks is it's slowly shifting where like, I'm going to bed at like one or two, yeah. and I'm waking up at like eight or 830. And like, it's because I can, right? Like, there's yeah. no construct right now. And so yep. Um, within that world though, creating your own routine. Um, yeah. I think, uh, getting up, getting dressed, like doing the things that you need to honestly, like I caught myself, you know, earlier this week, like I didn't brush my teeth until noon. Cause I like <laughs> got up and I like, yeah. you know, I like went made a cup of coffee, 
Uh, I hopped on some calls. I started yep. doing stuff. And then by the next thing I knew, it was noon. And I was like, I haven't showered. I'm brushing my teeth. Yeah. So I, I think what will happen is, you know, uh, they'll be naturally slip into a category of having a few days where you feel that way. Yeah. And then a lot of people will kick back into yeah, like this year of like, okay, I need to do something. And so yeah. for me, that's kind of the process yeah. I'm in right now is, okay, I want to, you know, do the at-home workouts, you yeah. know, whether it just be push-ups and sit-ups and crunches or whatever, or it's, you know, Peloton, if you got one, or the, for me, it's, it's just kind of like, you know, random YouTube videos. Peloton's doing 90 days free for yeah. their digital app. And I'm, I'm using that. Um, I'm using ClassPass Live. Like, I'm using all these different things just to like, you know, be a little bit active. You'll notice your step count is almost gone the moment you're, you're at home. Um, and then, you know, get up, shower, get dressed, brush your teeth. Um, uh, and then, and and then if you can, um, and I, I still feel question marks around this, so this isn't a suggestion, but, but I, I am still, you know, once every two or three days, I try to, you know, go outside and just go on like a little walk. It's been raining in LA, so it's been limiting, but um, as much as you can be socially distant, but still kind of get some sunlight uh, yeah. or, or get outside, like, I think that's good for the mental health as well. So awesome. yeah, sorry to, to ramble. No, on this, thanks for sharing I, that. It's, it's an important it's topic. Important. It's an important topic. Um, let's shift a little bit just to the venture world. Um, you know, how does, how does tech evolve? How does the, how does the world evolve? You know, what, what does the landscape look like in tech? Um, after this and and what what are some of the things that you're sort of excited to maybe see shit yeah um it's probably two things that i've been thinking a lot about right now um and and i'll share this as like with the caveat as i'm sure hopefully everybody else is too which is just like eh, who knows right like i think it's still in this stage of like who knows um in a lot of ways i think that there's some you know some rewarding kind of promising uh results coming out of other parts of the world who, who suffered and experienced this sooner than we did, but, but also, you know, every, everyone's treating this differently. So, so it's really hard to know. Um, and, and I wouldn't claim to be the yeah. expert here, but the two things that I've thought a lot about, um, first is that everyone's saying, okay, well, are people still investing, right? Are VCs still making investments? And, um, the first thing that I would say around that is, I think what's interesting about this time is, is, um, even if you ignore the economic environment altogether for just a, a quick imaginary hypothetical moment, we are asking, you know, millions of people to shift their working behavior and to be working from home. I'm in a position where I, uh, I don't have elderly parents to care for. I don't have children to care for right now in my life. And so with that in mind, my life is a seamless transition in a lot of ways. Right. Um, but if I'm a, you know, partner at a venture capital firm, and I wasn't actively doing a deal right now, or, or last week or two weeks ago, and then my kids are no longer able to go to school, and my parents are elderly, um, and maybe, you know, immunocompromised in some capacity, the next two weeks, three weeks, I'm not prioritizing, let me go source a deal. I'm prioritizing, let me manage my family and my life in, in the best way, in the best way that I can. And I think that what we'll see in the short term is, is that. So I, I wouldn't say, regardless of the economy right now, I think the next two, three weeks, people are just like trying to adjust. Um, yeah. That doesn't mean deals stop. Like I, I wired on two deals today um, and, and I think deals are still happening. Um, but I do think that just behavior changes, right? And I think people are willing to accept that and people are understanding of that. People are switching calls to, you know, hey, sorry, last minute, sorry, you know, we, we got to handle a crisis or, or hey, is it okay, you know? it should totally always be okay, but like, Hey, my, my kid is going to join us on this call and, yeah. and things like that are going to start to happen. And, and, and I think that's, that's normal. Um, but then when you think about the macro kind of economic, you know, conversation around this, uh, the way I think about this is that 
we've been upswing in the economy, at least in the U.S. Um, for for quite a while. And um, with that in mind, like a lot of people have been anticipating a downturn, right? Like we've all been talking about when does this go away, right? Like when does this, you know, markets are cyclical and we are overdue for a part of the cycle. And and I think that what's interesting is no one predicts black swan events because that's why they're black swan events and why they're called such. Um, but I think coronavirus uh, and this pandemic right now is probably the black swan event that causes the market correction, right? And so that's so that's one thought process around that. Um, Second thought process around that uh, is is kind of just the the impact on economies when you actually have to shut downs, right? Um, you know, uh, nearly fifty percent of the U.S. GDP comes from small businesses. Um, most of those small businesses are going to be uh, the ones hit the hardest by actual physical world shutdowns because their you know goods and services generally can't be delivered virtually. And so when you think about it um, in the world of 50% of the U.S. economy shuts down for whether it be two weeks, which is what people are talking about now, or, you know, two, three months, or the worst case, some people say 18 months of kind of recurring kind of shutdowns and opens and shutdowns and opens. Um, that's a, a macroeconomic conversation that like we've never dealt with. And, and so um, the way I'm thinking about it a lot is just like this balance of, you know, um, pandemic investing versus like uh, recession investing, right? And, and you think about pandemic investing and it's kind of like, okay, well, what's happening in next month, right? And that's, you know, the distractions, all that stuff. Um, and then you think about pandemic investing and it means, well, okay, if this doesn't get under control and this is the new normal for 12 months or 18 months, uh, what does investments look like over that course of time? And I think it includes kind of, you know, a bit of a normalization with like some constriction, but people get used to this new format. Um, but then on the other side, you think about recession investing. And um, I think that recession investing is something that people know how to do, right? Like, obviously, a lot of people, you know, if you have dry powder, if you have cash, if you're able to invest in bad times, you know, historically, that has proven to be successful. And I think most rational thinkers are aware of that. Uh, I think the big question mark for me is just, we don't know how bad of, of recession investing this will be, right? Because, um, uh, it's unprecedented, right? And so there's so many question marks. Like I talked to a lot of people who were like, hey, this is not the same feeling as 08 and 09. This is yeah. not the same feeling as 01, right? And and with that in mind, I think there will be trepidation. Um, but all this said, like I think the day-to-day -day things of, hey, will venture capital deals still get done? Yes, like all those things are adaptable. Um, but the reality of it is, is I do think people will start to think differently about how they invest and, and, and yeah. what they're investing in. So um, that's yeah, yeah, that's my well, take. I, pandemic versus recession investing. It's 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 super insightful. Um, T TM. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, let me just one one you. other thing. Yeah, go go, yeah, no, no, no. Feel free to ask a question if you want. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say one other thing that I, that I didn't touch on that I do think is really important and interesting um, is just like. Uh, new business creation in this time, right? And, and again, I think we're too early to say, you know, once we have a better sense of what the longevity of this experience is, is going to be, I think we'll be able to actually pontificate a little bit more articulately about this. But in the short term, you know, just thinking out loud of like, okay, um, remote work, right? Uh, virtual, Zoom, like there's a reason Zoom is, is, you know, skyrocketing right now in the market, right? But when you think about it, um, Silicon Valley has, has been a, proponent of future of work, remote work pretty aggressively, you know, in the last couple of years. And a lot of people have been investing in those types of tools and things like that. But the rest of the world was not, and the rest of, when I say the rest of the world, I mean the rest of the, the, the economy, right? The other industries. Um, they weren't 
pushing for this as aggressively. So, so the way I think about this right now is education, like higher education. Yeah. Universities were not going to work remote at least for another decade, right? Maybe two decades, right? Because they, they're just, that's not how they're set up. But now they're being forced to work remote, yeah. right? They're being forced to figure out this thing. So I think there's this whole crop of, 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 of opportunities to support these things. The thing that I most think about is, okay, that's a, that's a definite short-term opportunity. Is that a long-term opportunity yeah. of like two years from now, what does the University of Arizona look like um, versus today, right? And, um, and how do they operate? And I think that the, my kind of personal summation of that right now is, I think in the past, if you assume, you know, maybe 10 or 20% of the economy was like work from home or remote friendly, and right now, this push with everything going on maybe pushes us to 50 or 60%, you know, having to be, um, you know, setting aside all the things that require in-person physical labor and et cetera. Um, I think what will happen is we'll push to that limit for a bit during this pandemic. And then afterwards, we'll ricochet back, um, but we'll ricochet back further, right? So maybe yep. we'll end up at 25%, 30% of the economy, yeah. right? Super so that's that's my big kind of like if I was trying to be a, a yeah. smart venture capitalist right now um, area that that I think is is a reality is this will catalyze some of what was already inevitably going to yeah. happen, but in a way that nobody had anticipated. Really interesting. Um, I've got a couple uh, growth investors on here. I was I was talking to Elliot Robinson from Bessemer and and Jocelyn Kinsey from DFJ and, and a few others. You're a much earlier investor, and so let's just talk about you know, from a seed series A kind of guy's perspective, how do yeah. you maintain relationships with founders right now? How do you continue to, you know, flip over rocks, kiss frogs, whatever you want to call it, still sort of actively source and look for things in an environment where you can't leave your house? It's a great question. Um, and I think it's different for every investor. Uh, I've, I've long talked about how, you know, that one of the best parts about being an investor is that you get to play to your own strengths, right? So for me, as like an extrovert, as a really social person, as someone who likes to kind of be busy and doing things, my life normally is, you know, tons of calls and meetings all day, uh, event or dinner at night, um, you know, uh, constantly at event, things like that. So um, I've always joked that I'm envious of my friends who are more like uh, thesis driven, where they'll just like sit behind their computer, read for the whole day, and then be They're like, here, my, right now. here are the three things that I want to do, right? Like yeah. those people are crushing this yeah. market. I'm yeah. Um, yeah. So, but for me, um, I think I think two things. First is that truthfully, I don't think I've had enough time yet to be fully strategic about okay, how do I adjust my sourcing mechanisms? Because I think the, the priority was, you know, um, uh, touch base with portfolio companies who want to yeah. touch base in this time, uh, and then secondarily is kind of finish uh, the deals that I that was already actively working yeah. on and get them to the finish line. Um, so that was kind of the, the the timeline. Now I'm at a point where it's like, okay, how do I be proactive, right? And for me. I've often found a lot of my best uh, investments and companies have come from other investors and just folks that that I know from the community and and entrepreneurs that um, you know maybe are a little bit more kind of deal oriented or a little yeah. bit more kind of in the venture landscape. And so I think um, there's a world where a lot of those like one on one coffee meetings just become like quick check ins via Zoom or phone calls and, and that yeah. type of stuff. Um, I think the thing that is going to be most interesting is the spontaneity and the random uh, happenstance sourcing kind of will go away for a little while. Um, I, I was at an event in January, early January, um, and uh, just started chat. It was actually, it was interesting. It was an event like outside of my typical, you know, industry. Started chatting to the guy next to me for a little while and turns out he advises 
uh, a company that I had a, a, a meeting with, you know, or a call with, I should say earlier this week. Um, and, and there's a real chance I invest in that business. And I literally yeah. just met that guy because I didn't know anybody in the room and yeah. he never seen anybody each other. And like that stuff doesn't happen every day, yeah. but it, it actually, there's serendipity in sourcing and, and yeah. the serendipity part goes away. So I yeah. think that that's, uh, I think that that's a real, a, re, a real question, but um, you know, I think people adjust, right? I, I think that it becomes more proactive with, okay, reaching out to people virtually, um, staying top of mind. I think a lot of people will be, if you're, you know, people who like to write or publish content, whatever, this will be really, you know, a good time to start thinking about things like that. So yeah. um, I think, it, I think it will change. I think it will shrink a little bit, but I think the rest will just change. Yeah. Interesting. Um, really appreciate you being here. I'm going to, I'm going to give you sort of last word. Um, yeah. Let's look sort of six months out. What does the world look like? Let's just get the sort of our team forecast on kind of where we are. Um, Ooh, where where, where do you months. think COVID-19 kind of leaves us in six months from now? It's a good question. Um, man, it's tough, right? It's, it, it's a really interesting, um, it's tough to answer this question without getting political, to be totally honest, just because um, this is, these are the moments where governments actually are probably the most important thing in our civilization. Um, and so I think it's hard. If you'd asked this question a week ago, I think a lot of people would ask, answer much differently than if you asked today. So um, my take on this is I'm probably somewhere in the middle rung where I don't think we're going to reach the case where there are three or four million um, Americans uh, that that have this and, and kind of you know uh, hundreds of thousands of, of deaths like I I I, I trust and I, I have to honestly and I'm optimist I'm like an optimist at heart like I, I I believe that there is enough data and enough practices now showing that there is a way to prevent that happening and 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 with the data showing that you can prevent this and with people starting to take this seriously enough which it has started to happen um, I don't think we'll hit we'll hit the worst case scenario, and, and I really hope I'm right about that. Proven that we are not going to be the best case scenario. We, we just don't have enough tests. We didn't move quickly enough on those, um, yeah. and and so I I think we're somewhere in the middle. Um, I hope I think, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I think we're somewhere in the middle. Um, uh, but I, I I think I think the sad truth is that we're gonna um, right now we're we're still in pontification mode. A lot of yeah. people are just talking we're about gonna go through. How, yeah, we're going to go through it. And, and I think we're still in the phase where people uh, can think and talk through it um, and, 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 and analyze it. Um, but we're going to hit the phase really soon, which is going to be really sad, which is yeah. that people are going to start losing loved ones. And, yeah. and um, that's what I worry about. Um, yeah. And people have already started to, I should be yeah. clear. But, but yeah. it's, uh, I don't think we've let the reality sink in yet of the fact that we're about to lose a lot of human life. Um, yeah. And the rest of us just got to do what we can to prevent uh, prevent that getting worse. Look, this this platform's called you know the road untraveled. That's kind of the whole the whole idea of this is you're you're a venture investor second, you're a human first. So um, really yeah. appreciate you jumping on here, sharing your insights. Uh, Artin Arbshahi, VP at uh, Wonderco. Thanks so much, brother. Good to see you. Yo, thanks for making time and thanks for having me. Okay, take care. Bye bye.